Welcome back to the Red Cedar Rep. This week, Jake and I go over the Tulsa game and preview the game against Western Michigan coming up this week. We also touch on some of the things that stood out to us in the Big Ten. Here we go. Your Spartan Marching Band. So Matt, you're at the game. How was the first game of the football season live in action? It's great to be back. I mean, the weather was fantastic. I was able to take off work Friday. Got up there with my brother around. I think we got there like noon, and then we left twelve thirty. Maybe a little too early to uh, that I actually needed to be up there. But uh, hit up a couple bars. Uh, the family came up later on around four thirty, five o'clock to a little tailgate. Before we got in there for the game, getting kicked off at 7. It was a beautiful night. Um, yeah, it was great to be back. Um, I also want to shout out and say thank you for being at Dublin's. <laughs> yeah. I called you out and I said, uh, texted you and said, hey, can you take an Irish car bomb? Like clockwork. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I think that was the <laughs> first time I've taken one since I like left East Lansing. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you texted me while we were at the, uh, at the bar, and I was like, hey, why not? It's opening night. So me and my brother took one. We were just hanging out there, uh, waiting around for uh, the family to show up for the tailgate, like I said. So it's good to be back. Um, won't be there next weekend, do some uh, personal things. Got a wedding to go to, but I'll be back up there for uh, the Arizona State game. So it's always good to be back in East Lansing. You know, brings back good memories, I'm sure it would for you as well. But you are actually out of the country right now. I think you are in Rio. De Janeiro. Yeah, yeah so... It- yeah, you, said you, had a, you said you had a story about how you watched the game. You weren't in Rio for the game. You were somewhere else, but yeah, let's hear it. No, so I was actually in Aruba, which, by the way, shout out to this island. is amazing. I mean, obviously, you hear probably good things. I don't know. Everything you hear about Aruba is true. It is beautiful. Now, out of this day, we had the whole day planned out. My wife loves yoga, so we did a yoga uh, class, go to the beach for six hours, had a great meal. But my whole sole purpose, every every 35 minutes, I'm checking Twitter, like, it's game day. We're ready to go. And I had a plan. We got a complimentary bottle of champagne, and I was going to pop this to kick off the football game. So we go there up an go. hour early. Yeah, super exciting. Get an hour, get to the room. And the my mindset was, oh, yeah, it'll just be it's a Friday night game. I'll be on anything. And I finally thought and dawned, like, what channel is on? It's in Fox Sports 1, which – in Aruba is not easily accessible <laughs> to find. And I am 60 minutes to kickoff freaking out that I'm going to miss this game. And so sure enough, we like call down to the front desk and say, is there anywhere you can go? They're like, you know what? There's a sports bar. I'll connect you. We connect, connect them to the sports bar. They're speaking a whole nother language. And I am just panicking. Are you going to play Fox sports net? Michigan State game said, oh, call back in 15 minutes. Longest 15 minutes of my life. At the same time, my wonderful wife, knowing that it's kickoff, first game, had set up a surprise with in-room dining to set up all this tailgate food. Wings, <laughs> quesadillas, like everything for tailgate, That's ready awesome. to go for this room. So it comes up, and here I am panicking that I'm not going to make the game. Right. Bless her soul. She was a she was a trooper, and we had food. We're eating. So I'm 
eating this food, knowing that I might have to listen to radio, which, oh, God forbid. But we call back this place and go, oh, yeah, we've got you. Well, we have it. So I scarf down an entire in-room dining tray of food, (laughs) run over to the next hotel, and we sit down. This poor waitress, we ordered, like, two buckets of beer. And, by the way, the Rubian beer is chill, chill beer. You get a bucket of chill. That's what it's called? Yeah, it's like a Corona, but chill. That is awesome. Did that and watched the game while karaoke was going on in the background. I'm kind of into karaoke bars now. (laughs) (laughs) Even not during the game, but, like, in general. (laughs) I was going to say, if someone in, in, in Section 6 was playing karaoke, I don't think he'd be too no. happy. I don't like guys talking behind me that are behind me at uh, the, the, the games. There's like one guy I've been sitting behind me for the last like six years, and I just can't stand him. His commentary on the game is just awful. Yeah. So, need to say, you know, can't really complain being in Aruba. Had a minor heart attack, but all is hey, all good. Watch the it. game. <laughs> All right, let's let's dive into the game here. Like, uh, and and everyone's got an opinion on this game. There's a lot going on, a lot of good, a lot of things to uncover. Still, first game jitters. Um, so let me get your first disappointment take. What what were you most disappointed about? Could be any position. What position were you most disappointed about, and why? So it's not just a one position that was. Um disappointing it we heard Cole Chewins would be out at left tackle due to injury you know indefinitely not knowing he's going to come back RJ R. Curry was going to be the fill-in and then first drive we see our Curry is not there we have to move our right guard Jarvis out to left tackle never a good sign and that kind of set us up for failure the biggest disappointment I think if many people have alluded to already in the media is the O-line it was a huge weakness last year and after game one I don't want to jump you know there's a chicken little like the sky is falling here but if the O-line plays like they did again Friday night for the rest of the season we are in some trouble I absolutely agree now obviously it's easy to pick out the O-line now a lot of it is is injury and keeping people out I mean Jarvis is interesting I think D'Antonio said you know he had practices for three weeks it's a little uncertain that you knew that you needed to prep for this too. Though, granted, glad you kind of did um, in the backside. But I think one of the best ways I've thought this through, it's, man, we could either be the 2013 team or the 2018 team. And it really depends on the offensive line's ability to stay healthy and their ability to open gaps um, and holes. And, and that's really going to be the big difference of are we a competitor or are we going to be like we were last year? Yeah, it's kind of like a combination of things with the front, with opening gaps, obviously with the people playing out of position, which is something we ran into last year that caused so many problems that hurt this game, not opening as many gaps. Also, I think there were some issues with Connor Hayward not hitting gaps all the time when they were, were open, not having the best of vision when it was there to go. Um so there's a combination there. But, yeah, O-line, I mean, the opening drive, we came out. We scored seven. I was like, oh, here we go. This is what we needed. Open up the offense a little bit. You saw the different formations. We ran out, out of almost exclusively out of the spread. I think we might have had like four or five yep. um, plays under center. So that was inter- interesting to see, you know, always in the pistol or in the shotgun. So that was good. But the O-line, if you watched highlights, man, they just got collapsed on every single play. Yep. No time for the worky. No time for the backs when they did – 
if there was going to be a hole to open up to even like find it, like I, I do, do blame Connor Hayward not finding it every single time. But there weren't many times where he didn't have a chance to even find a hole. They were just getting beat. Their one-on-one matchups, they almost lost every single time, every single player. I would really want to say our right tackle, Jordan Reed, he had a really hard time in pass protect. I mean, that uh, left defensive end was always on pressure. I mean, I think there's four or five plays where it's just full-out beat on the edge. Um, and if that can get better, that puts Lewerke in a little bit better pocket, though. You know, I, I'm not blaming anything on Lewerke. I think he did pretty well. But there were times that he aborted uh, the safety of the pocket and made some errant throws that, you know, granted, playing Tulsa were not threatening. But, hey, we need something that say you're stable, you know where you're going in. Now, again, a lot of injuries with the offense line is the number one problem. But you can see how that trickles down over oh, yeah. time. Yeah, he may have had happy feet, you know, due to one pregame, you know, first game of the year jitters. But also, once you're getting collapsed on all the time, you kind of want to get out there quickly. If you think you're going to get sacked, you want to move. So that was well, huge. and also shows his legs. His legs were his legs were his sophomore year legs. Oh, and yeah, which is that great. saved a lot of us on on a lot of drives. Though, I mean, I think in the second half, majority of our drives were three and out. Yeah, and it's just we cannot. I I, I love the fact that we're in shotgun. We did a lot more. I mean, we had. Shotguns. We had a little bit of jet sweep, but not enough to where it sickened me. Um, options. Uh, I mean, the bring in fourth and one with Lombardi. I, I like it. Like it's just there is a lot of options we worked with, and we weren't afraid to push the envelope. But we just got to clean it up now and start yeah. moving the ball. Yeah. Uh, let me get you on this one because I thought this was interesting. A lot of running backs played, um, and a lot of people have. On, on Twitter and media have really gone one way or the other, but love to hear to you. Cause I have an opinion on this, but which running back did you like the most and why? I think my favorite so far has been Eli Collins. I think he has the natural vision and the ability to, he kind of suffers in pass protect, but when you're running the ball, I think he, he can see the hole. He hits it pretty hard. He had that one touchdown that got called back, I believe on a holding call on Luke Campbell, but that runner right there, I think it was a, 15, 20-yard run, something like that, to the end zone. You saw him make a quick cut, hit, hit the hole, get to the end zone. That's what we need out of our back to be able to, you know, put your foot in the ground and go. We can't we can't dance around back there. Hayward did way too much dancing around in the backfield. Wouldn't go, wouldn't go. We need a guy that foot in the ground, one step, boom, go. And I think Eli, Eli's going to be the guy. As long as he can do all right and pass protect, pick up those blitzes when on third downs or when we need them to, um, I think he's going to be our guy going forward, hopefully. Now, if he's not, then it's going to be somebody else, and it's obviously going to play the hot hand. But I think from what we saw on Friday night, Eli Collins is going to be that guy going forward. Now, I got a, I got a pretty shit uh, opinion here because I think every single back had a moment where I thought you could be the guy. Every single one had it, and no one really stood out to me. I like the Collins idea because you're right. He had – two series one at the callback touchdown the other one he had a first down basically by himself mm-hmm. he made great cuts um but jefferson had like a 15 yard gain juking yeah. out someone's shoes yeah, early in the early in the game he had the, right screen pass took it out. oh it, it was like back to back i loved it so i thought he was the guy and then in the second half uh, we had i think like five or six six possessions in the second half and the only one that we really didn't get cr- 
killed or three and out was the second possession. And Hayward had like a five-yard cutback um, and then went back-to-back for another five-yard to get uh, uh, first down. And that drive was the only drive that we got all the way down. That's where Collins had the the touchdown call back on on holding. Um, But Hayward had a good start on it too. Um, And obviously with his touchdown catch and hit the brakes real quick. So everyone had a moment of highlight. Um, And I I still think the race is wide open. Uh, I think each one of them's got capabilities. So as unfortunate it is, we might triple platoon it the rest of the year. It's early. It's week one, Jake. So At least now. for right now, we will. They're all going to get more opportunities, without a doubt. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's talk about but, the defense. But there was no Ant the- Williams, as we talked about last podcast. Ant Williams still out with an injury. Yeah. That was one the, guy you heard about in camp a lot. Exactly. We've talked about him. We liked him. Um, you know, I, I, I wish we could just say we had a Jonathan Taylor. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, that guy was amazing. But... Uh, we don't, but I, I, I also don't think we have terrible running backs. I just think we all just need to figure out how to get them more accessibility to a gap. I yeah, that's no the doubt. Start of it. If you have a good O-line, you can make anyone – you can find a back. If you got a good O-line, exactly. we will find a back. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk positive. Let's go defense. Yeah, we thought they'd be good this year, uh, but they might be great. I mean, these guys <laughs> – I mean, the negative, what, negative 73 rushing, now that is includes with sacks, but I don't really agree with in the stats. When you sack someone, you get negative yards for rushing. But, I mean, the, the guy in Tulsa, the running back, said, you know, between me and my guy, we'll have 200 yards. So that's reasonable. They, they combined for negative one. <laughs> I think one had zero and one had negative one total yards. So that was insane. Kenny Willekes is a beast. Those guys, Raekwon, the, both Panishuk brothers. I mean, the front seven, the linebackers played outstanding. Um, Antoine Simmons. I mean, he might be an upgrade from 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 Dowell. I mean, he. Oh my gosh! From last year, like we lose Andrew Dowell, but I mean, this kid Simmons is so. Making, <laughs> it's just so good. He was making plays left and right. He is quick. He reads quick. It's unbelievable he how hits. much he oh. hits so hard. I like the first play they come out and Josiah Scott like WWE someone <laughs> yeah, right yeah. into the ground. This defense uh, wants to be elite, and they they're playing that way. And and it's right what we thought, what everyone thought they would do and pick up. Now, I didn't think Kenny Willekes would have a touchdown right off the bat. And this is where I'm starting to get flashes of 2013, right, where our defense scored more than our offense, which, again, if you look at their scoreboard here, uh, Conklin had uh, 12 points kicking, uh, defense had nine points, and offense had seven. Yep. That says a lot. Yeah. Now, Kenny Kenny also named the Big Ten, or not Big Ten, um, yeah, national player. National, yeah, national player, player. The, and then also Big Ten, too. But, yeah. Wow. And so, I mean, shit, I mean, he had, like, what, seven tackles, two and a half for the loss, like, one and a half sacks, touchdown. I mean, now I, I Yeah. I do give, you know, a lot of the beginning was the center for Tulsa that helped us out a lot, but – Honestly, that is exactly what I wanted to see. Pressure every single play. Um, I will say, though, their their touchdown drive was two plays, and Butler got beat on both. Yep. Um, so that's – and then you see um, Shilly Brown come in. Shakur and start, Brown. Yeah, she, thank you. And he, <laughs> he wrecked P. 
people. Oh, yeah. He was head. He's ready to head. I think he had a sack. He had a couple of pass breakups. He, I think the one thing that's holding him back from being the starter, which he may eventually be, if Josh Butler uh, lets up those passes again, is that Shakur Brown also had two personal foul mm-hmm. penalties on punt uh, special teams. He's kind of a head case sometimes. Let's you know, emotions get the best of him. He's an emotional player. A game against Tulsa having two personal fouls is not going to kill us. But if you're playing, if you're going to be a starting DB, and you're getting that, get one of those a game on defense, that really, really hurts us. So if he can keep his emotions in check, I think he may become the starter eventually. Uh, Kenny also had a personal foul, a late hit. That's what led to the touchdown as well. If we would have got off the field yep. there, if he wouldn't have done that. But in the new rules, I mean, it's just the new rules nowadays. You can't hit the quarterback, especially if it's even just like a second late, you know, Ten years ago, that probably was not a you know intentional grounding. I mean, not intentional grounding. By saying um, late hit, but that's the rules are they are today. We like Kenny hungry, but he even admitted after the after the game and press conference that he's got to cut that out and not let it happen again. Yep. It was a good game, but wasn't a great game. It shows that the defense has a great potential. I'm always hopeful in the first three weeks for the offense because, I mean, 2013, again, two games in a row our defense had more points and got us there, and then, hey, we go back to the Rose Bowl. So I think there's potential for the offense, but, man, it really falls on the offensive line and health and ability to either shift positions or get quicker on, on the tackle side. So overall, good game. Um, happy with it. But we definitely need to work on some areas too. Um, you were at the game. Were the boos really bad? When we were down in our own, then our own ten yard line, and we ran it twice in a row, and we didn't go anywhere. There were some boos, and there was definitely loud. Um, at the same time, when I was sitting there, I was like, "What? And what do you really want them to do? We're kind of pinned our own end zone. We're not going to just." sling it around, possibly a turnover there and then give them great field position. I think the smart thing was to run and get out of the you know out of the situation, get a first down, then open it up more. However, with not being able to run and having the O-line not get any push, I think it was a kind of combination of both. Like, hey, we should, we should be pushing Tulsa around and we're not. And now we're pinned ourselves back again here, you know. So... I mean, so many opportunities. They can get mad at the play call, but it's really – I don't think it was the wrong play. We just weren't executing. So, Agreed. Agreed. What are you going to do? But it let, well, it, I mean, it let our boy uh, Hartbarger kick, which that guy is oh great having gosh. him back. Heartbreaker. <laughs> and that guy was awesome. 61-yard punt, well covered too. He's a beast. Oh, so glad to have him. Different numbers, same, same leg. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. He, I mean, it was great having him back. He, I mean, yeah, he gets out of – he flips field, which is huge for us. I think we what we used four punters last year. Let's hope we just use him all year. Be good to go. Oh, he's such a huge, and especially when it comes to the Big Ten. Um, all right, let's talk next week. Western. Um, night game again. Night game, and I think we may be wearing the neons. Oh wow! I saw a tweet today from uh, Spartan Equipment uh, Twitter, and. They just tweeted out the picture of like the shoes and the jersey, so I think that's a, a hint saying that we may be uh, wearing the neons. Which I actually, if we're gonna wear them, wear them at night wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, I wear them against Western, so it's not high prime time. 
Yeah, don't put those on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't need that against ASU, yeah. Michigan, Ohio State. Right. Nah, pass. Right. So, yeah, Western, I don't know much about them. I mean, played them two years ago, beat them. They they, got, they played Monmouth this week, won 48-13. I didn't, it was on ESPN 3 maybe, or maybe, I don't know exactly what it was on. I didn't catch the game. I, I did not either. Just quickly looking at stats, um, 90 yards rushing on 33 attempts, uh, 25 attempts passing. The quarterback went 20 for 25 with 368 so and five touchdowns. So the passing's where it's at, but they obviously try to establish some kind of run game too. Though if I was going into our game, I can assume they're gonna they're gonna increase the passing uh, percentage because um, obviously that worked well for them, and it probably won't work well against running against our defense. Um, so I think we're gonna have to look for a lot of pressure on the defensive end to make sure that uh, the cornerbacks that are back there have less time in coverage. Yeah. So yeah, they weren't able to really run the ball in Monmouth very well, so we should be able to handle that there. Like you said, pass pass coverage is going to be huge this week. For for and I also read that uh, Western, I think two guys on their off defensive line, sorry, defensive line guys are out. Uh, starter and the backup, I believe, at the defensive tackle positions. So that, I mean, if there's ever a time that an O line can use this as motivation to offset what they did this past week, come out and have a good week, get some push. We know we're playing a max school. We know we're going to be be bigger than these guys just physically. They have to be able to get a push against a team like this. If we can't be getting pushed against a team like Tulsa or Western Michigan, it spells bad things for the future. So that's what I'm looking for going into this week. Can the O-line protect Lewerke? Can we get a push for the for the running backs? And does a running back emerge with if he does get an opportunity to uh, find some holes? Agreed. And, you know, right now the line is at 16, uh, state giving 16. Uh, where do you have us over under? I'm going to go with the over, probably win somewhere around 31 to, to say 31 14. No, that's not. 31 14 would be 17. So, yeah, if that's what you're seeing at 16, I think I, think I see it at 17, so that would be a push. But at 31 14. I'll take Michigan State. I think the old line will take a step forward. I'm not don't think they're gonna be lights out. I think they will take a step forward and the defense will play great. They might get one late on us to get to that fourteen, but I think the defense will be elite again. What's a rushing goal that you think we <sighs> we can expect? Yeah, you know, is is are you gonna be happy with hundred and fifty yards on the ground? What did we have this past week? I don't even check it out because that's that, what'll establish it from there for me. Yeah, I got you. Pulled all that up. I would say, all right, well, even if it's not um, rushing yards, what about rushing touchdowns? We need to get at least one. <laughs> and that's not asking for much, but. So last week we had 108 rushing yards. 108. Yeah, we need at least 150. It yep. depends, I mean, it depends how it comes, too. Like how how are we getting these yards? Yeah, let's say let's okay let's say we hit 150, but Lewerke's got 75. No, 150, of them. 150 from the backs. That's it. 150 right. from the backs. All right. That makes sense. I, I could agree with that, too. Um, I've got us over. I'm still optimistic. I think this is where the offense clicks. We'll see. We'll see how the injuries come out, who's starting where where uh, later in the week. But I'm optimistic. I'm going to go 41-7. Yeah, if we can get some time for the work, you too. The 
receivers didn't really have many chances to make plays this past game. I mean, that's one of our, you know, one of our top units, and if they can get him the ball, be huge. Be, it's, again, it calls back to the O line. <laughs> I hate to keep saying it over and over again, but if the O line can just play better, we'll open up so much more, both <laughs> running and passing. It's so simple. It's so there, sad, man. <laughs> but it's like we have to, the O line can just block a little longer. We'll have more passing yards. I think all I can open up more holes. We have way more rushing yards, and I think we handle them just fine. Um, I do say Lewerke did have like three overthrows on posts or flag routes that, you know, at some at points you got to hit one of those. Yeah, and, I, it, and that was a one only like four or five shots down right. the field. And it's it gonna just, be week two on this new offense. So let's see how it goes. Fair enough. All right, so that's next week. Real quick. Uh, Big Ten around um, highlights things that surprised you that did not. Uh, first one for me is uh, well, congratulations Penn State on two wrong seventy nine points. Uh, two Big Ten teams at seventy nine points. Yeah, Maryland, uh, but, Jesus, yeah. So that really surprised me. Um, obviously, they're ranked; they're always good there. I still don't see them being fully through. Uh, the end of the team, Idaho, not really familiar with their team can't imagine that they are stellar stud out um, football team but 79 points says a lot so definitely ate my words last week on Penn State and we'll definitely have to see where they go um, that was one big thing that stood out to me the two things that stood out to me I'd say the most is Wisconsin going out and beating South Florida 49 to nothing did not see that coming that's huge for Wisconsin I mean Taylor had I think I may touchdowns. even been overlooking them a little bit going into the season now after they put some up like that. I know it's just week one, but being a team 49-0 on the road, going down to Tampa and doing that, very impressive. And a lot of hype around Purdue going into this season, and they go out to Reno and <laughs> lose. I went to bed. They were up 17. I was like, all right, go to bed. They'll win this game. Woke up in the morning, and I was like, oh, they lost on last second field goal. Yep, that was shocking to me. I thought for well, sure they'd win that game. And the way they lost it, too, like in a minute left, they were up. Uh, and touchdown field goal at the end. Now that also I eight words on too because well we'll see. Big Ten season's not even hit yet. Who knows? But I've got them second in the Big Ten, so maybe they take that push, move it forward, roll it into the future. Um, and then another one is Justin Fields. Uh, what's the right word? Uh, can't even think of the right word. But is he the deal? guy? Oh, I think so. I mean, he came out. I mean, it's, it is FAU, but I mean, they're up twenty-eight nothing in about five minutes. I think <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. Like Ohio State so, style. So yeah, I mean, in the way it's a perfect offense for him. I mean, they run the spread. He gets he can run. Fifty fifty-one yard. He finds guys run. easily. I mean, we'll see this week bigger opponent in Cincinnati, but these guys are. I mean, that kid is. He's a top recruit coming out of high school for a reason. He's got the talent there around him at Ohio State. Yep. So I think he's the re- he could be the real deal. I was kind of surprised by Nebraska not putting uh, South Fo- South Alabama away at all. I think they had a, maybe two or three special teams slash defensive touchdowns, and they only won by 14. So that's somewhat surprising with a lot of hype they're getting. But it is week one. I mean, we could look back then this in 10 weeks and be like, oh, week, week one really meant nothing. You know, these teams, this team's not like this, this team's not like that, nothing like we saw week one, but – Definitely the not the other, definitely not the worst for us to be at twenty eight seven. I know we're not too excited about it, but it could be worse. Right. The other two big ones for me: one, uh, the Illini forty two to three. 
Um, it was pretty close at the early of that game, and I look back, I'm like, wow, they really went for it. So good win for them. Uh, typically they're very close in these kind of games. Um, let's see what they do in the Big Ten season. Um, we we rode them off at the back end, but, you know, they got they got the blowout that I was hoping we would get. So yep. that definitely says a little bit about that. Um, and the last one is, of course, you got to talk about the Wolverines debut. A lot. Of, I was unable to watch this game again in the island. I mean, you're on vacation, enjoying. man. You can't be watching everything. No, and I might infuriate me to watch Michigan now. But they, from what I'm seeing, is that it was just as disappointing as Michigan State. Um, and a lot of it's with their play calling, um, kind of uh, bread and butter, repetitiveness. Um yeah, I mean, Relax, man. yeah, right. the same thing with them, or even for us that I didn't mention before is like how much of the play calling do they actually open up? You know, Michigan State's been very known for not showing much week one, maybe not even showing much week two, waiting for an opponent like an Arizona State in week three that really kind of open up the playbook a little bit. Um, I don't think they should. I mean, Antonio said they, they were going to no, hold nothing back, but I mean, is that coach speak? The way it's looked. The way it sounds from what we're hearing after the game, they didn't open it up too much. So let's see where it goes from here. Can I let me I say that to kind of go off? We said about Michigan play calling, but how much did they open up? You know, who really knows in week one how much are these teams showing of their new playbook or their new plays or their new style of offense? Even if it's not a new coordinator, just how much are they actually showing that they've installed in the off season? Agreed. All right, and. I think that should wrap it up for this week. Um, looking forward to the next week. You won't be there. I will not I, be I'll, there. I'll catch as much I'll, as I can at the wedding. You might be that guy sitting, uh, standing at the bar in the lobby, just watching the it, game by myself. I've done it. Be, I mean, I've been doing. I've done it before. I've had my phone on Hulu under the table. We need I've done to, it before on game day. Yeah, we, we, we need who, to. We need to cancel these fall weddings on Saturdays. Uh, who gets exactly? Who gets? I put mine on a Sunday in the fall. You're welcome, but. <laughs> it was actually God. it was like the this Labor Day weekend, right? Two years it, ago. It was. It was indeed. Uh, anniversary's tomorrow. Happy anniversary, Jake. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Uh, thanks for joining us again at the Red Sea to Wrap. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions here, commentary, go ahead and email us at redseatorwrap at gmail.com. And with that being said, go green. Go away, Jake. Have a good one. Thanks.